0: Hello friend, this is Taylor with an exciting and important announcement before this episode begins. For the past few years, I've gotten lots of requests from men in my courses for an in-person workshop or retreat. And I'm happy to say that this year it's finally happening in the beautiful mountains just outside of Asheville, on July 11th through the 14th. And it includes a nine-week online men's group and training that starts three weeks before the retreat to help us integrate the work we're going to be doing together together into our regular, everyday lives. The program is called Liberate Your Life Force, and it's for any man who wants to feel truly vital and alive and liberated in his life on a daily basis in things like sex, relationships, in your family, in your business, and with your mission and purpose in life. Yes. <laughs> Let's take a breath to that. <sighs> mm. I am co-facilitating this program with my good friend Thomas Duchin, and we've created this program based on our years of working with hundreds of men and figuring out some of the most effective and powerful ways to help us break through the most common ways men get blocked in life, with things like sexual shame, emotional closure and numbness, being the lone wolf, being the nice guy, difficulty receiving, and so many more ways that we hold ourselves back. The good news is we can actually work through these things and come out way stronger on the other side, especially when supported by a group of men and in-person processes that challenge you to become your best self. If this is something that sounds good to you, you can go to my website and click the retreat menu option to learn more and know that enrollment is first come first serve by application only, and it's limited to just 18 men. So we can have a truly powerful and tight knit group. It's going to be profound, it's going to be fun, it's going to be challenging, and I'm so excited to share it with you and the group of men who have already signed up. So if you're interested, again, check out my website, and with all that being said, let's get into today's episode. And then I used this motivation that I felt, because I wasn't ejaculating all the time, to build my business, and I put a lot of effort into making a new website and doing search engine optimization to start to be found uh, by bigger companies and bigger companies and bigger companies. And it started working and snowballing. And then all of a sudden I'm getting hired by big universities. And all of a sudden I'm getting hired by uh, big industrial organizations and manufacturing plants. And then all of a sudden Facebook hires me.
1: I and, remember that. Yeah.
0: And then yeah. Go- Google hires me and NVIDIA hires me and I'm hired to photograph a really important politician and all this shit. And I'm like, Whoa, bam. This is obviously fast forwarding a bunch, but like, this is the result of me choosing to be intentional with my sexual choices and experiencing the confidence that comes from that and also experiencing the motivation that came from that that inspired me to really build my business up so I could be more successful. Hello, friend, and welcome to the Eros Rising podcast, a podcast for men all about sex where we'll combine real, authentic, down-to-earth conversations about sex with some pretty wild personal stories and practical how-to episodes as well to help you have the most amazing sex life you can possibly have. My name is Taylor and I'll be your host on this journey. And in each episode, it's my goal to give you practical, actionable things that you can start doing today to improve your sex life and to improve your entire life because your sex life is directly linked to the quality of your entire life. So let's begin today's episode by taking a deep breath in together through the nose, And exhale with an audible sigh. And let's begin today's episode. The topic today is sex and money. And specifically, how having better sex or being more intentional with your sexual decisions could actually impact the amount of money that you make in life. And I'm here again with my friend, John Handelman, who's a life coach in Asheville, North Carolina. And John's here because I love having these conversations with him and he asks some great questions. And I thought it'd be great to actually have a conversation with another guy about sex and money and not just me talking. So thanks for being here, John.
1: Thanks for having me. It's, it's as, as we're about to talk about it, it occurs to me that money is a frequent subject that I think people bring up, whereas sex is a bit more of a taboo subject. I'm curious about the the intersection of them, which is something actually I don't think about much.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because as I'm sitting here thinking about that, it feels so much more easeful for me to sit here and publicly announce, yeah, my girlfriend fucked me in the ass last year with a strap on, (laughs) 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 than it would be to sit here and talk about my income Mm -hmm, from last mm -hmm, year. mm -hmm. So like certain aspects of money are taboo for sure. Certain aspects of sex are taboo. And possibly it's just because I talk about sex all the time.
1: Um, I I do notice when I have a client and we bring up money and I say, Hey, what's your income? It becomes a very, very vulnerable, uh, conversation.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But same with sex. Yeah. Same with sex.
0: So now Mm -hmm. we're combining that. Mm -hmm. Boom. Now we just got to add spirituality and we're going to trigger everybody. Okay, great. (laughs) Let's go for it. Uh, So yeah, specifically today, I want to share the story of how me practicing semen retention and a few other different intentional sexual practices helped me make more money in my previous business. Before I ever started teaching semen retention, before I ever started teaching about sex, I used to be a full-time professional photographer and filmmaker in the business world. And I started that journey from scratch basically. So today you'll hear that story and John ask me any questions along the way as we go.
1: I'm looking forward to it. I've got one already, which is maybe it's too early to ask this, but to say, how do you, how do you know that one led to the other? How do you know that semen retention led to making more money?
0: That's a good question. Thanks. That's a Yeah. You'll get to decide for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's go on the journey throughout and see the story. It. And mm-hmm. you know, one of like, this is a topic that's becoming more and more interesting to me. And I'm really fascinated by the relationship of our sexual choices on the rest of our life. And I do think that sexuality and our sexual choices has a big impact on our ability to make money and have friendships and better relationships. And there's research that shows this in the relationship department, but not as much that I'm aware of in the money department. And so I'm actually interested if you're listening to this and you're a really successful guy and you think that some sort of intentional sexual practices have helped you be successful, reach out. Cause I might want to interview you for this podcast.
1: All right, let's go for it. I'm, right. I'm curious about the story.
0: So the story <sighs> in my mid twenties, <clears throat> I was a sexual mess and, this might not be news, but if it's news for you, I su- I sucked at sex. Not only that, I struggled with premature ejaculation. I struggled with erectile dysfunction. I struggled with porn addiction. I was ejaculating multiple times a week. I was in a relationship that had amazing parts to it, but that was also not that great, and yeah, it was just a rough, a rough time for me. And I struggled with my identity as a man and I was financially struggling as well. I had quit my previous job working for a integrative health company. I was an integrative health coach and making very little money on that salaried position, but at least it was a salaried position. So I had, um, security you could say. And I decided I want to be a photographer, long story short. And I started to do that. And it took me years before I was able to be successful in that, at least sustainable. I worked a bunch of different jobs during that time, but the thing I think that really kind of held me back was this, this, I don't know, like badness. Like badness is the word that comes to mind or my struggle with sexuality at that point in life. And so around this time, I picked up Montauk Chia's book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man, for the second time. The first time I read through it, I thought, wow, this is great stuff, and I wasn't quite ready for it. Mm-hmm. This time, I remember thinking, you know what? I'm really struggling. Like, I can't have sex for longer than a minute without ejaculating, or I don't get an erection at all. Like, I really need some help in this department. So I looked at this book, and it really, I think, was the catalyst for a big change in my life. It didn't solve my problems because I didn't, it didn't quite land for me but it started the inquiry it started the discovery process for myself and so at the time i had a website up i was doing different client work for different businesses headshots for people corporate photo shoots for people and i would somehow have just enough clients coming in each month to make ends meet and i would never know where they were coming from but it just sort of happened but barely it was not like i didn't feel safe in my body i didn't feel secure there was very there was not a margin you know, and at the same time, I was masturbating to porn regularly and ejaculating, and ejaculating every time I had sex with my girlfriend. And in this book, there are a couple of passages where Montauk Chia talks about the benefits of not ejaculating so often. And it sparked a moment of remembrance from years ago when I first read this book and read a couple other books, thinking, like, oh, yeah, this is a thing that some people talk about. And I started to explore that just a little bit. I started to do some experiments. With my girlfriend,
1: what were the experiments? Uh, did you just uh, did you tell her about it? Uh, did you tell her what you were doing?
0: Yeah, so it started off with me refraining from masturbating and ejaculating for a few days to notice what would happen to my system. I didn't tell her that I was doing these experiments. I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. And I noticed after like three or four days without ejaculating, I was more attracted to my partner, and I was more interested in sex, and we would not argue as much and our connection would start to improve. And I wasn't very disciplined with this. So after about three or four days, we would have sex and I would ejaculate (laughs) and then the cycle would start over and then I would watch porn and then I would ejaculate to porn and then the cycle would start over again. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. so it was just a few little intro glimmers of this. And then I started to experiment with not watching as much porn too, because I heard that porn has a negative impact on your ability to have a healthy relationship. And so I tried a week without watching porn and I noticed, wow, my girlfriend looks a lot more attractive to me now. Holy shit. Wow. I want to have sex with her more. Well, very interesting, you know, and all these like connections started to be made in my brain. And if you're listening to this right now and you know this stuff, like it might not seem like an aha moment, but for me at the time it was, it was like a mind blowing discovery to realize that my porn habit and my ejaculation habit was impacting my romantic relationship.
1: Was it hard to give up porn? Did you go through uh, cravings and things like this?
0: Oh yeah. I didn't give up porn. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm. This was not the time of my life when I gave up porn. I was very actively struggling with porn addiction and I didn't even know it. Like I wanted to watch it every day, you know? And when I did those experiments of three to four days without um, masturbating, without watching porn, it pulled on me. Like I had such a strong urge to watch porn. It, what did you do? I didn't, I went to the gym. I went for a run. I did something else, but it wasn't from this deeper understanding of how all this stuff worked. I was just like, man, I fucking got to do something, otherwise I'm going to look at porn, you know? Got it. Yeah. And so I noticed when I went for periods without watching porn and without masturbating and ejaculating the sex with my girlfriend became better and I was able to more consistently get an erection and, I started reading more and more of the Montauk Chia book and a few other books around Taoist sexuality at that time. And these things started to click for me just a little bit, just a little bit. And I started to wonder, you know, they say in this book that there's actually another kind of sex that's possible. You can actually have sex and not ejaculate and be okay with this. And actually it perhaps is even the fountain of youth for men, or at least something that can really help you feel amazing in your life. And I remember the first time somebody told me that I kind of laughed at them like <laughs> You're fucking crazy. Like, why would I ever have sex and not ejaculate? That's absurd. But my mind was starting to open from experiencing these other benefits of not watching as much porn and not masturbating and ejaculating as much. So I thought, okay, I'm going to get myself to a point where I can actually experience this. I started to go to more yoga classes. I started to do more yoga myself. I started to do a little bit of Qigong, but it was before I really understood what I was doing. I worked out a bunch, I started running more. I really amped up the physical practices in my life. And then one day my girlfriend and I, we had sex just for a little bit of time, not a long extended session, but a few minutes. And then we paused and we were breathing deeply and i thought this is it this is the fucking moment right here i'm not going to ejaculate and we ended sex without me ejaculating and she was like are you okay what's wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong with you why didn't you why don't you want to come and i explained to her you know what i've been i've been reading about this i just kind of want to try it right now are you open to that she said yeah and so i didn't ejaculate and immediately i did some pushups and i stretched and i moved my body cuz i heard that this was a really important thing to do and then I went out into the world, put my clothes back on, and I went to the grocery store. And I remember on the drive there, I was feeling this charge in my system, kind of like sparkles and tingles moving through my legs and my fingertips. Like, holy shit, this is, this is really cool. Like, I don't feel depleted. I don't have that sensation in my body that comes after ejaculatory orgasm. And I remember walking into the grocery store and feeling like I was standing super tall and just emanating this... I don't know, radiance or something in my system, I'm like, holy shit, this is actually what they're talking about. This is what the Taoist people are talking about. This is what the Tantric people are talking about. It's like you bring this energy into your body instead of letting it go through an ejaculatory orgasm and then you feel like, wow. (laughs) You feel amazing. You feel amazing. And I don't know if any of you have seen the intro video for my orgasmic mastery course, but that's why I put in the section about the matrix and neo coming back from the dead and breathing deeply and flexing his arms and all the walls ripple and shit, because that's kind of how it felt like to me to walk into the grocery store after having sex and intentionally not ejaculating and moving that energy through my system.
1: What do you, what would you say to people listening to this saying for me, I just get blue balls.
0: Yeah, that's an awesome question. And Jumping ahead. This is advice from my current self, not my younger self. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you're going to have sex and not ejaculate, you absolutely have to be doing practices to integrate the buildup of sexual energy, or if you just want to call it buildup of fluids in your genitals. Otherwise, that's going to end up in stagnation and blue balls, which the medical term for that is epididymal hypertension. It is a real thing. All bodies can actually experience this. Women can experience it too, perhaps surprisingly. But I have a question for you, John. Hit it. Have you ever had sex and intentionally not ejaculated?
1: Only after we've been hanging out. Yeah? Yeah.
0: And did you, Did you? what was that experience like?
1: So uh, I've taken your course. Um, you know, me and Taylor have been friends for a long time. So uh, after I took that course, uh, I had never done it before. It had, never even, it had never even occurred to me to do something like that before. My partner at the same also said something like, What's wrong? Are yeah. you okay? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's for anyone who's going to try this, this a pretty normal response might be useful to mention it beforehand. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I didn't ejaculate. Then I I got up and I did some push-ups and I think went for a run. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in a state of surprise that I could feel well mm. and not resentful or angry or bitter or pent up. Mm-hmm. I remember being surprised by that. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. And have you done it since then, or was it just a one-time thing?
1: I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. But it's not as, even though I know the feeling is, uh, is very beneficial. Yeah. I notice in me, it's hard to. Yeah. It's a hard practice to maintain. Totally. You know, it's it's a lot of times I'll have a client and I'll say, hey, let's meditate and then meditate on your own. And later on, I'll check on them. And I say, have you been meditating? And they say, no. I go, but it felt so good to meditate together. Why didn't you do it? And they say, I don't know. And I'm curious if you have any thoughts, knowing that this is a beneficial practice and why it's so challenging.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels really fucking good to ejaculate. Right. <laughs> feels good to eat that slice of pizza. Yeah, right? it really does. Right. And we are going to circle back to business here. I mm-hmm. promise this will all relate in mm-hmm. a moment. Um, but yeah, it feels really good to ejaculate. And mm-hmm. it's our body's biological imperative, you could say, to ejaculate every time we have sex. So we complete the evolutionary duty of procreation.
1: Right, that know? makes sense.
0: And for me, what ended up happening was mm-hmm. the pain or I'll call it quote unquote, the pain, the challenges, the consequences of ejaculating. I compared those to the consequences of not ejaculating and the pain of ejaculating much more regularly started to really kind of overwhelm my system in the sense of like, I really wanted to lead an exceptional life and build a lot of stuff in my life and take massive action in the world. And I noticed that the more I ejaculated, the less I was able to do that. And so I've kind of paired not ejaculating with success in my mind and my experience, because it does help me be more successful. You know, two weeks ago, I'd got the sperm analysis, semen analysis test done to see if I was fertile. That involved me ejaculating twice in a week, once in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, and it fucked up my week. <laughs> it now, did.
1: Now that you've been practicing it enough, you're noticing the impact. Whereas I'm guessing people are not noticing the impact in our current society. That's my theory. Mm.
0: That's my theory. That's mm-hmm. what I practice. That's what I teach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So business hit it money. Yeah. <laughs> Circling back around to that. So I had this experience in the grocery store and it blew mm. my mind. And if you're listening to this and you've had sex without ejaculating intentionally, and you've done some practices to circulate this in your body, you know, kind of what I'm talking about. There's a sizzle there. And maybe even it's just like what John said, you can feel well in your system after doing that. mm And so I started to experiment with this practice more. And what I found was that it started to change how I walked in the world in general. Like I said, I was at the grocery store and I felt better. But when I was at social events now, the more I did this, the better I felt in my system, the better I felt in my body, the more uh, acuity I felt in my mind the better I felt just socially as well. The more I felt like I was able to have useful and impactful and funny and meaningful and connective conversations and all that stuff. And it kind of started to shift my identity a little bit.
1: I remember uh, uh, Taylor and I play basketball together sometimes. And this was, I think two or three years ago, maybe three uh i think before the pandemic and we were playing in a gym and you kicked all our asses pretty bad there was a group of 10 <laughs> of us like it was it was uh quite a powerful display and we went to you and said whoa taylor you got some moves and you said hey you know why i was able to do that and we said what and you said something along the lines of because i've been having sex all week but i haven't been ejaculating <laughs> and i remember all of us were just looking and going
0: whoa Okay. Uh, I remember that. And that Mm -hmm. wasn't our typical friend group either. Mm -hmm. Was it? That was Mm -hmm. a whole mix of other guys Mm -hmm. who don't Mm -hmm. really know me. And Mm -hmm. they were like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. Oh bro, you're just fucking around. I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. I'm not actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nice memory. Thanks. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. good. So it's a side note. If you've ever heard of the book, think and grow rich. Well, if you haven't look it up, it's a book by this guy named Napoleon Hill, who interviewed, a whole group of the most successful men of all time and asked them a series of questions to figure out how they were successful. He devoted an entire chapter of this book to the mystery of sex transmutation, basically saying these guys were able to be successful because they did not let their lust for sex, their urges for sex and ejaculate, well, they didn't say ejaculation. Basically, they didn't let their desires for sex detract from their ability to create what they wanted to create in the world.
1: Yeah, in fact, I think I I read the book uh, some years ago. And he says they use that energy, but he doesn't say how they use the energy. Yeah. Is that's that right? the,
0: that's the fucking tricky thing about mm-hmm. that book. He says, Oh, it's a good idea. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. All these successful people have done it, but he doesn't give you any tools on how to actually do it. Right. So that's what I'm all about and giving you some tools. That's what I put it in all my courses and everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so, I started to feel better in my life. I started to feel more confident. My identity as a man man started to improve. I started to suffer from premature ejaculation less because I was doing these practices of energetic integration. I was meditating. I was doing yoga. I was doing Qigong. I was doing some of the practices in the multi-orgasmic man book. And all this stuff created a better version of myself. I was watching less porn. And then I started to notice that when I would get Inquiries from potential clients, I would get emails from people. My embodied experience of self confidence and self worth was greater than it had been before. So I would respond more quickly and I would get on a phone call with these people. I would jump to getting on a phone call with them rather than getting into a long email exchange about their needs and desires and this sort of thing to say, "Hey, let's get on a phone call and talk about this. This sounds like something I could help you with and then on those phone calls. I just felt more confident from all these practices and i I believed in myself more and I internally my mantra or my embodied experience was I can help you get this job done. Like, and I know that I can do it. Hmm. And these people felt my confidence. Whereas previously when I was masturbating and ejaculating to porn regularly or ejaculating multiple times a week, when I would get on these phone calls, I would feel a little depleted and I wouldn't feel as confident and I would waver. I would waver in my own beliefs and myself. And the contrast was pretty substantial. So I started to get bigger jobs. And then I used this motivation that I felt because I wasn't ejaculating all the time to build my business. And I put a lot of effort into making a new website and doing search engine optimization to start to be found uh, by bigger companies and bigger companies and bigger companies and it started working and snowballing. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting hired by big universities. And all of a sudden, I'm getting hired by uh, big industrial uh, industrial organizations and manufacturing plants. And then all of a sudden, Facebook hires me.
1: I remember that. And yeah. And then yeah.
0: Google hires me and NVIDIA hires me. And I'm hired to photograph a really important politician and all this shit. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Bam, this is obviously fast forwarding a bunch, but like this is the result of me choosing to be intentional with my sexual choices and experiencing the confidence that comes from that and also experiencing the motivation that came from that that inspired me to really build my business up so I could be more successful. So
1: back to that question I had at the beginning, how do you know? How do you know this was the key factor?
0: That's a really good question. And you could kind of point to a number of different things that I did that really changed my life around that time. I did stop watching porn as much. I also stopped ejaculating as much. I also started doing more yoga and I started doing more uh, Qigong. And you could say, well, Taylor, any one of those things could have potentially precipitated those changes in your life, right? That could be the argument and possibly so. For me, the practice of semen retention you're not supposed to just retain your semen in isolation from any other practice or lifestyle change. You know. So when I say semen retention, I'm not just talking about not ejaculating. The systems where this practice came from, they all talk about the importance of doing a bunch of other practices to support your system and live a fully healthy, functioning, thriving lifestyle, you know. So from the yogic traditions, they're not saying only stop ejaculating.
1: is it the keystone of that habit loop? You know, I'm hearing some other practices there, Mm -hmm. but is that the, 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 the main habit from which the other habits
0: spring for me personally, I feel like it is because I feel like it's the thing that really keeps the juice in my system metaphorically, literally. Yeah. But metaphorically it keeps the juice in my system and it allows me to really get the benefits from these different practices like if we were to go masturbate right now in separate rooms and ejaculate and then come back and do some yoga and breath work, our experience would be vastly different if we just started to do the yoga and breath work here. Like we would feel very different in our bodies, you know, and I would argue, I would, I would bet a lot of money actually that you would not have as deep of an experience or an as potent of an experience, you know, yeah. Like you're going to say something.
1: We wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Either. We, wouldn't, learned- we wouldn't have the motivation, I'd say. Yeah. Well, now I just did that. I want to just lay around for a little bit at least.
0: And I'd want to just hang out and watch a movie and eat (laughs) shitty food the rest of the afternoon Mm -hmm. just to stimulate myself some more, you know, because when we have an ejaculatory orgasm, we're telling our system you've won. Like you've completed the goal. You don't have to strive anymore for success. If success means going out and finding a mate, you know, like you don't have to do that. Like you you're, you've you won, you've procreated, you've perpetuated the species job done. Take a fucking nap, go to sleep, like rest for a few days, eat a shit ton of food. Like you don't have to do anything.
1: You've taken away the hunger. And yeah. I think what you're saying is without that hunger, that's going to cost you financially.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm saying without that hunger that is going to cost you financially. And you could make really specific arguments uh, on a few of the different points that I talked about. Like for example, if you're staying up late regularly every night and watching porn, which by the way, when do you think the most common time frame is that men watch porn?
1: Wow. I never even thought about it, but judging from when I used to be addicted to porn, uh, years ago, uh, 11 to 12.
0: It's exactly 11 to 12. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's exactly
1: what are the, what are the odds, <laughs> right? Well, that's when
0: I watched all my porn too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. late at night. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about the impact of that, you're sitting there, in your bed, on your phone or your computer, wherever you are, you're getting all this highly, highly stimulating sexual imagery blasting into your eyes. In addition to all the blue light coming from your computer screen and it's wiring your system to stay awake and stimulating your system, right? And this is the last thing you're going to bed with. There's no chance in hell that your sleep is going to be as good as it could have been if you had meditated or drank a nice cup of tea by candlelight or something. And so if you stay up till midnight watching porn and then you ejaculate, you're probably not gonna fall asleep for a little while. Even if you do fall asleep, the quality of your sleep will be less good. And then here's where all the subtleties start to come into play. You might say, Taylor, well, it's fine. Like you sleep it off, you wake up the next day and you go to work. But my argument would be that you are lacking in a certain kind of spark, a certain kind of inspiration, a certain kind of mental clarity and acuity that is only available to you when you're sleeping really well, making good decisions, and then not letting your seed go as often, you know? So maybe during that day, you're just 1% or 2% or 3% even, whatever the percentage is, even if it's just a minor amount, you're just 3% less aware of what's happening around you. And then in that 3%, you miss a really important opportunity in a conversation to, to make a big change, you know, or to get a good opportunity because, these things in life that happen that precipitate success, sometimes they really involve like, boom, right there in the moment. Like you can't plan for these things. You have to be open to the opportunity when they arise and then pick that fruit in the moment. You know what I mean?
1: Taylor, let's, let's talk right now to the people listening here who use ejaculation as a sleep aid Mm -hmm. and to say, well, what, what would we, what can we say to them?
0: (sighs) I feel you brother. (laughs) Same. Same. I, I totally do, man. I did this for a while and it can be very effective at reducing tension in the body. It's like, that's, that's what ejaculation does. If you go back and you think about what we just talked about a few minutes ago, like when you ejaculate, you say I've won, you've succeeded. So of course you're going to experience a release of tension. Mm. And my goal personally is to live a lifestyle where I don't need that release of tension at the end of the day because I'm doing practices to relieve tension throughout my day. I'm breathing deeply. I'm doing yoga. And at the end of the day, I'm taking intentional action to release any remaining tension by doing possibly a meditation practice, by doing a relaxation breathwork practice, by stretching, by having a cup of tea to low music, like something like that intentionally to wind my system down. So there are alternatives that work really well. And these alternatives are supported by Western science too. Do a yoga nidra practice. That's basically a guided sleep meditation. Do a breathwork relaxation practice. Get my breathwork course. <laughs> There's a guided breathwork practice in there that is scientifically shown to be the one of the most effective breathwork practices at relaxing. Nice. Uh, and, and winding your system down. So I would say, like, I get it, man. I totally get it. And there are other things that you can do that yes, granted, we'll take a little bit more effort than just rubbing one out before sleep, but that will have a much, much, much greater impact on your life.
1: Another, I have a curiosity question. I don't want to, I don't want to waver too far from it. Um, Do you think the um, chronic ejaculating and coffee drinking are related?
0: Well, I don't think coffee drinking is inherently bad, but if you're talking about, you drink coffee in the mornings because you can't function without it. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I've, yeah, I think they are related. Like when you have an ejaculatory orgasm, the neurochemical and physiological effects of that have been shown to impact your system at least for seven days, you know, and the positive results of not ejaculating have been shown to, go up to 21 days, at least, post-ejaculatory orgasm. So we know there are physiological changes in the body that last that long after ejaculatory orgasm. For the sake of argument, let's just say it's seven days, the refractory period. It might be a, a 20 minutes or a couple hours before you get an erection again, but that's not the only thing that's happening in the refractory period, right? And so if you're ejaculating three times a week, you're never living in a peak state of performance. You know, you're always living in a suboptimal state of performance, according to this evolutionary theory that I believe in, you know what I mean? And so therefore you're not getting me as energized because your body is going to be thinking, Oh, I've succeeded again and again. Wow. I've procreated again and again, man, I'm impregnating so many animals. <laughs> I'm doing such a great job at perpetuating the species. I can just sleep some more. I can just eat some more food. I can just rest some more, you know, but the problem comes in when you've ejaculated on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, you have a really important work meeting. There's no way you're going to have that zest or that fire you need to really nail that work meeting. You're going to need to drink some coffee, you know? And if you're ejaculating multiple times a week, you're probably going to be needing some sort of stimulant regularly to function really well. I would imagine. Again, there are always going to be outliers to this, but this is a general theory.
1: Yeah. It makes, it makes a lot of sense putting yeah. it that way. So, uh, where, if I'm a person who I'm masturbating every day and, and, ejaculating, ejaculating, every, yeah. and ejaculating every day, yeah. um, where would I start? Or what would you suggest as like just my first step? Yeah. If I'm interested in such a thing to try such a thing.
0: Yeah. Well, first step is listening to this podcast, which I want to say kudos to you for doing this. Like there are very few men who are interested in this kind of stuff, but I think, I think this is something that we're going to see a huge explosion of in our lifetimes too. We're already starting to see the beginnings of that with semen retention and nofap kind of exploding on Reddit and YouTube and all these different places. So what I would say to start is do some more research, like find some more podcast episodes, watch some more YouTube videos about this topic and see if you find anything really inspiring, I have a free seven day semen retention challenge you can sign up for that I'll put in the show notes that will guide you through a process of not ejaculating for seven days and will help you actually get these benefits in a good way. And it'll give you practices that you can do in your body to actually integrate the buildup that you are going to experience because it is really important to take intentional action alongside not ejaculating because you are going to experience a buildup. And this buildup is what can be transmuted into the fuel that you can then use to put into your work or your business or your creative projects or whatever it is that you want to do. And so that's what sexual energy transmutation is. It's basically taking the desire to ejaculate and trans and not ejaculating and experiencing that buildup in your body and then transforming that desire into a desire for something else, which could be financial success. Perhaps for other people, it's going to be because they have a career they're already happy with. It's going to be showing up more for their children. You know, maybe it's going to be showing up more for their romantic relationship. Maybe it's going to be their music career or their music habit, whatever it is, you know, like you can put something into that. And so a question for you, John, right now, how old are you?
1: I'm 43.
0: Great. Are you ejaculating every day?
1: No. Why not? Uh, well, one reason is I watched a course. Yeah. Years ago. That's one reason. But there are others. Um, I read this book, The Multi-Orgasmic Man, and mm-hmm. it made sense to me. Uh, and one one idea they had in it, it was to say, as you get older, ejaculating every day might not be a good idea. I think I remember reading something like that in there. Yeah. and yeah it it's it's just it kind of just made sense to me
0: so are these all and, intellectual concepts or is this is there like an embodied wisdom happening to like have you have you in the past couple of years ejaculated a whole bunch in a week and then felt different or
1: no I, I've intentionally not yeah um it started intellectual mm-hmm. and then it just became my own embodied wisdom of just going oh I can feel it now yeah. I can feel when my um when i'm stocked up Mm -hmm. and when i need to move it and sometimes i can always feel the repercussions of ejaculating now i can i'm super super sensitive to how tired i feel after i ejaculate yeah and i'm i don't want to do that before a work day Mm. or things like that
0: so you choose not to ejaculate in the morning
1: never that's a big never for me yeah yeah same yeah Same,
0: Mm -hmm. except for when I did the semen analysis test two weeks Uh ago. Right, right. the middle of the day, man, that, Mm -hmm. yeah, that had an impact. Mm -hmm. And it's,
1: it's something it's, I, I, I appreciate having this conversation because it's something that I didn't understand or think about when I was ejaculating every day. I was just used to it in the same way I imagine a smoker is just used to not breathing so well. Yeah. Until he gives up smoking and goes, oh, okay, I have so much more ability now. It's, it's, yeah. it's invisible until you start the practice.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the relationship of sexual choices and money, let's just give a couple more practical examples and then wind, wind this up. Just a really easy one to understand is if you're a guy, let's say you're, I don't know, late 20s, early 30s, something like that. If you're regularly going out and having sex with multiple people, like trying to find new partners, new dates, new dates, having sex, having sex over and over and over and over again, getting on Tinder, finding new people, like that's going to take a fair amount of your energy. Like regardless of whether you ejaculate or not, like this is a certain quantity of energy that you have available in your life that you're putting towards the pursuit of sex. I'm not saying the pursuit of sex is inherently bad, but if you're also somebody who's really wanting to build your business or build your career And instead of putting your energy towards that, you're putting it towards going out and finding dates with all these people and having all this sex like that to me is a very clear example of how you're selling yourself short. You know, you could go through a period of celibacy potentially if you want to build your business or at least more intentionality around not going out multiple times per week and having sex with new people. And instead put that into your business, go to bed early, meditate, journal you know that time when you're going on dates with people start talking with people or writing down in a, a log or a journal your goals and your visions and steps you need to take to make this stuff happen you know there's somebody who responded i sent out an email to my email list a couple of days ago asking hey is there any successful man who has involved some level of intentional sexuality um, in his life and attribute some of his success to that a couple of guys responded one guy i hope really says yes because he's a perfect example of this a friend of ours actually who will remain unnamed for right now but has built a huge business and said that he was able to do that in part from being really intentional with his sex life for the year when he was really building his business and not going out and not dating but instead building this thing and then once he built a solid foundation then from that place he went out into the dating world A like, big paradigm shift
1: there's a uh... You know, Gary Shandling passed away. You know, Gary Shandling? No. uh, Famous actor. And he had a code of conduct. He was super, super successful. He was the main actor on the Larry Sanders show. Yeah. And uh, one of his was Don't Masturbate Ever. Oh, interesting. I remember seeing that and going, huh. And I saw that about 20 years ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I would make an argument there Mm -hmm. because I think masturbation can be really healthy. And Mm -hmm. I actually encourage guys in my courses to do it, but a very specific way. And I think back in the day, with him and with Napoleon Hill, they associated ejaculation with every sexual act. Right. Like there was not this separation of ejaculation and sex. The concept of non ejaculatory orgasm had had not come around yet, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I think self-pleasure, masturbation, a, a having a s- r- sexual relationship with yourself can be a really fucking empowering and important thing if you're wanting to up your sexual abilities because you can use that time not only to feel really good into your in your body, but to learn about your arousal response system and to learn and practice different techniques that you can then take into the sexual scenario with another person and have much better sex with them because you've practiced this stuff beforehand. You know, so I think masturbation done intentionally can be amazing. Yeah. But mindless masturbation, where you're just doing it quickly to get off, like probably not that great for us, you know, comparatively speaking. And I like to make the analogy, take any highly successful sports star or artist of any type. They did not just immediately become successful, Right? These people practice their technique for years, years to become masters of their technique. But somehow in our society, we have fallen under this spell or this story that somehow we're just supposed to be good at sex without putting in effort or energy to actually practice these skills. I don't know how sex fell into the category of you don't need to practice it. Like that sucks.
1: right? Right? right. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) That's not good for anybody. Mm -hmm. And that's not how anything else in life works. Like Mm -hmm. you go to Mm jujitsu, like you're not going to expect to whoop anyone's ass without ever practicing it before, Mm -hmm. right? These things take time and you can't like you take months, years with a practice like that to become really good at it, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that's kind of a tangent, but I want to nail that home. Like I think healthy masturbation, healthy solo sex, super important.
1: And a skill to develop.
0: Totally. The
1: first time you do it, you're like, you're going to feel a little strange learning how to masturbate that feels good, satisfying, beautiful, and is not going to be ejaculatory. It's going to take some time to do that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when you realize and actually experience in your body that you can masturbate and not ejaculate and feel really fucking charged up afterwards, that is such a liberating thing because you realize you don't need anybody else to have that with. And that's going to boost your confidence and that's going to boost how you go into your work day. You know, I was in the last orgasmic mastery course that ran, I remember there was a guy who shared in one of the last videos, he said, Taylor, one of the biggest things I'm taking away from this course is that I had a really, really, really important series of business meetings that I flew into a different city for uh, around the last week of this course. And I did a bunch of the practices that we've been doing in this course, self-pleasure, I didn't ejaculate, I did qigong, I did all these breathwork things. And I was really intentional with my sexual energy right up until those meetings. And then I went in with a charge and a fire that able that allowed me to really just excel. And I met all the goals and expectations and it was fucking awesome. And it was a huge uh, growth thing for him and a huge learning opportunity and a huge win for him to to see that, yes, not only has his sex life improved, but also his ability to show up well in a business meeting and actually create some massive changes in the organization like that that's possible through these same practices pretty amazing stuff if you look at my course list you'll see that i have a few different courses and one of them is called semen retention mastery and it's a 21 day course and the reason i created that course is not because i'm i wanting <clears throat> it's not because i'm wanting to teach you a bunch of intellectual things over the course of 21 days it's because in my life When I did not ejaculate for an extended period of time and I paired that with a number of other techniques like journaling and yoga and qigong and breathwork, etc., it fundamentally changed the direction of my life and it fundamentally improved all of my business relationships and my financial reality as well. And so really the goal with that course is is to help you do the same you know, help you go through a period of time where you're practicing things. You might not intellectually be learning so much, but you're actually practicing the things you need to practice to create the change you want to create. You know, and to me, that's really important because all this intellectual stuff you can find all over the internet, but to actually have a structure to get this stuff done. That's super helpful. Super helpful for me.
1: It was super helpful for me when I did the course, because there was also a group of men to do it with. And we were like in something together. Uh, and that, that made it, That made it uh, more motivating for me. Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. for sure. Last thing I'll say, I didn't put any financial figures to anything, but I did say my girlfriend fucked me in the ass last year. (laughs) Uh, So in that photography business, I went from, you know, a couple hundred dollars a day sometimes to working for this big company and like multiple thousands of dollars per day for a shoot. And sometimes not even including what I would charge for the editing process. So it was a massive, massive financial upgrade.
1: It was definitely at least a zero or two added on to your old salary. Mm
0: -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much for being here, John. Thank you so much for being here. You listener right now, i really appreciate your time. Reach out with any questions you have and please share this podcast with anybody if you think they'd benefit. And yeah, see you in the next episode you
1: didn't mention the men's
0: group oh you're right i didn't mention yeah. the men's group yeah well i was gonna say no. <laughs> i was gonna say yeah john and i are in a men's group mm-hmm. and i notice the topic of money actually doesn't come up so much in our men's group. oh my god
1: almost never i mean nathan occasionally brings it up yeah really really
0: but never have we gone around in a circle and said, hey, what's your financial reality? Yeah, what? How much you make a year? Like, totally. We've never done that. Yeah. yeah. But we talk about sex. Sometimes we talk about... I'm going to
1: do a next man circle just for that. It's <laughs> a good idea, eh? I was yeah. like, hey, you want to be vulnerable? How much you make a year?
0: Yeah. yeah. Damn. That would be... Uh, yeah.
1: Like, and just right now, just the question, just notice how you're feeling in your body.
0: Totally. I think we should do that. For sure. I noticed some nervousness in my system.
1: I definitely... Like that thought. thought. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so like, uh, my, uh, an old mentor of mine taught me that. Yeah. He's like, I'm like, he, we were playing a uh, hot seat. Played mm-hmm. that game before. Yeah. And he, I was like, what's the spiciest question Yeah. He's like, how much money are you make a year? I went, really? He went ask people that, and I did. I couldn't believe they, their faces flush red and stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, 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 I don't know. For me, I always want to lie. Mm. Yeah. I always want to say more or less. Depends who I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm with people like, let's say, let's say you, I'd want to say more. Yeah. Whereas if I'm with someone who's like super poor, I'd want to say less. Yeah. Because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah.
0: Interesting stuff. Still thinking. Maybe we'll put this recording in the in the show somewhere. In the show notes somewhere. <laughs> <Maybe> the Yeah. <end. laughs>